Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. The place for pets and the people who love them. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here are your hosts, practicing veterinarians, Dr. Roger Welton and Dr. Karen Lewis. Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. I'm one of your hosts, practicing veterinarian, Roger Welton, coming to you with my lovely co-host, Dr. Karen Lewis. Good evening, Dr. Lewis. Hello. <laughs> or should you call me unnamed colleague? Uh-oh. <laughs> with spoiler. Sorry. I, it's gold. Yeah, I there's, a lot, there's a lot of drama building up to that. So as you well know, I recently wrote an article that was, that was inspired by an unnamed colleague. <clears throat> and uh, this unnamed colleague told me I really need to take a look at this because my head might blow off my neck as I'm reading it. And uh, it's about, as you well know, the natural quote-unquote way to prevent heartworm as per a certain publication that shall remain nameless because I don't want to throw you under the bus as I've thrown myself under the bus. (laughs) But but you've already revealed that you are the unnamed colleague. So so do share, unnamed colleague. Uh, Oh, how I found this nightmarish (laughs) piece of... Crap. So anyway, so I'm on a, it's a Facebook ad that came up and it said, um, how to prevent heartworm without using heartworm preventatives. Oh boy. I'm like, well, if you're preventing without a preventative, are you preventing? But we won't mind the grammar. We'll just look over that. So I'm always curious what garbage people are spewing because I mean, (laughs) People will put anything on the internet, and just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. And you know, a lot of people now are getting that. But still, I'm like, okay. The first, I'll be honest. The first few times I saw the ad, I was like, whatever. But after I saw it like the third or fourth time, I'm like, dude, I'm clicking this because this is just gold. So you have to actually subscribe to their little newsletter thing to get their free download. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm jumping in. I'm doing it. So. It didn't cost. I would never give them money. Don't worry. It was free. (laughs) So um, I downloaded the piece. And uh, when I read it, (laughs) multiple meanings. And uh, I read it and I was like, oh, my God. We'll go over in detail what what the rumor is because I'm sure there's a lot of places kind of perpetuating this. And it was so abominable. I immediately sent it to Dr. Roger and was like, you have got – you, you, this is just beyond words. So anyway, we're going to talk about um, what some of the rumors are about heartworm and what the truth is about heartworm preventative and um, kind of go over what to, what is real and what is fear-mongering. Because as we were talking before the show, it's amazing how I think fear is one of the strongest drivers of people to make decisions. They might not be rational decisions, but they might decide to buy something, subscribe to something, whatever, based on fear. And a lot of people out of marketing teams and such recognize this and use fear as a marketing tactic. So, which I think sucks, but we're going to talk about love and facts and not fear. So there. Well, yeah, we, I, mostly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with moderate <laughs> profanity, <laughs> so, well, I'm going to try to refrain from that, but I, I will tell you when I read this, I could feel my blood pressure rising to the extent that if you read the title of my blog post, I actually called it a perversion of holistic veterinary medicine. I love that word. That's perversion. I actually went as far to call as to call them perverts. Yes, I did. Um, so I have a, you know, I have a web, I have another, so I have a general blog, that's general veterinary, 
and I have my Dr. Roger Holistic Vet blog, which is naturally oriented, but really it's integrative. It's integrative and really the meaning of holistic, not to get too much into this tangent, but holistic means treat the whole patient, treat the disease, but uplift the patient systemically so the patient can do what it does best. I'm sorry, so the patient's body can do what it does best and help to heal itself and have less um, maintenance or what, what, what's a dependence on more invasive means, right? But the invasive means are necessary. And in the case of heartworm, heartworm preventive, invasive is a ridiculous word. And so let's start with the side effects that they talked about with the heartworm preventives. They pulled out every possible horrific listed side effect that might happen 0.0000000001% of the time, but it has to be listed because the FDA makes you list it. So do you recall any of them? Oh, well, um, well, they make it sound like if you give your dog a normal heartworm preventative that it will kill it. It will die. And that we must will kill it dead right there. <laughs> so, yeah. And so you must avoid them at all costs. And they say things like, Vomiting, diarrhea, death. Do they say seizures? I don't remember. I think they list pretty seizures. much every seizures. every listed side effect you can do. So yeah. um, personally, Dr. Roger, um, what in your practice and all of your years experience, how many side effects have you seen from heartworm medication? Now, not not oral flea medication. Let me right. wink, wink, nod, nod at that. Oh, but no. just from heartworm preventative. Yeah, let's, not, let's not go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Exactly. <laughs> straight up, straight up heartworm prevention. Uh-huh. I've seen an occasional case of loose, loose stools. How about you? <laughs> I have two, over the years, I've had two Chihuahua patients who, when they ate heart guard, there's like three-pound dogs, and they'd eat the heart guard. That's like a big, meaty chew. And it actually would upset their tummy because it was so, it wasn't the actual drug. It was actually the meaty flavoring that was so rich for these little dogs that they would actually barf it up because it was just like a meal because it's like a three-pound dog. Right. So, um so those are the, the two that I saw, and I was like, well, it's like as big as your dog's stomach. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> but realistically, that's it. And how many preventives have you dispensed? Oh, yeah, um, thousands, hundreds of thousands. Can't even count, right? No, I mean, because I have all of my patients are on preventative, and it's all, and it's every single month, and yeah. Well, and here in Florida, it's it, not a question of, and this is why it makes me really angry as well. I diagnose three to five new cases a month. Okay, so it's not a question. If your dog's not on preventive, it's not a question of if your dog will get heartworm. It's a question of when. I had a lady who, per her recollection, and and the records prove this, she had done her due diligence and she had purchased 12 doses of uh, heartworm prevention. She goes, I, you know, dog came up positive. I don't know how this happened. Oh, my God. I've been doing it every month. She was late, like, two and a half weeks because she, you know was busy and just oh my god i didn't give heartworm this week or i'm sorry this month and she was just that little bit late and one month that she could recall this is one of those ladies that like spreadsheets her life you know so (laughs) i believe her when she remembered the one month that she might have been late uh eight months prior whatever so it's a real problem especially here i know you see them too yeah not nearly as bad as you do um obviously because we 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 have winters where we don't have mosquitoes, where you have mosquitoes all the time. So you're going to have more sure. transmission. So I took the liberty, if you recall the article, of listing some side effects of ibuprofen, which is a common over-the-counter 
headache, pain reliever, fever reducer that we take. We know we've heard of Motrin, we've heard of Advil. Um, do, do you remember some of those? Oh, yeah, those could be GI bleeding, melanoma, vomiting, diarrhea. Splenic yeah. rupture. <laughs> oh, liver failure. Sudden death. <laughs> acute sudden death. Did you see that one? Right? Yeah. So, so you know, I, I sprained my toe. This is this is no BS. I actually sprained my toe. And um, I, have, I have a training appointment tomorrow. And I'm, guess what? I'm going to take ibuprofen before that training appointment so I can train. And risk sudden death. I, I, I might die. So, hey, You're listen. You're death in the face. Hey, I'm, yes. I'm, you know what? I'm a risk taker. I'm a rebel. Live on the edge. <laughs> okay. So I think we've covered the side effects part of it. Let's now talk about their wonderful strategy of avoiding heartworm prevention. Oh, yes, because they say you're going to prevent – you don't need to do heartworm preventative. Here's how you're going to prevent heartworm. And then the strategy that they're describing does nothing to prevent heartworm. Basically, they say that the, the test that most vets use isn't very accurate, which – I'll admit there is a six-month lag in the test most of us do from the time the mosquito bites your dog from the, the time it shows up in the test. So, yeah, no argument there. So they suggest what they call a DNA test. And when I read that, I was like, what is a DNA – what? And then Dr. Rogers said, well, he's trying to say PCR. He just doesn't know enough to <laughs> use the right terminology. I was like, oh. So um, – Sorry, you're a molecular biologist. I always forget about that. Yeah, I know. But, and it's, I'm like, who the hell – what is this? So anyway um, – so he talks about doing this uh, DNA, which is actually a PCR test, and that every vet can do it. They're just not telling you. And, uh, well, every vet can do it. And at your lab, Dr. Roger, how much would it cost for you to run a uh, heartworm PCR test? $285. <laughs> Versus how much is your regular heartworm test? 40 28 Well, yeah. Well, mine's higher than you, and I'm, I'm, I'm 35. I'm the high roller. But, um, yeah, so – First of all, so that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but the theory is that if you do this test every four months and then if it comes up positive, what did they tell you to do? Give the heartworm preventative, yes. which they just told you is going to kill your dog, but then they tell you to give it, which at that point your dog's positive and the preventative isn't going to work. So, Well, according to them, it will work <laughs> because – so it, it and they do I, – I hate to say this accurately – <laughs> state that all heartworm prevention does it doesn't stay in the system and actively kill the infective larvae injected by the mosquito it kills any infective larvae that have made their way into the system 30 days prior if you talk to the manufacturers it's actually 30 to 50 days prior but you don't want to you don't want to tow that rope right so 30 days prior you're basically killing what's been injected into the dog Okay, so they're saying that if you catch it at four months, that every time the preventive is going to kill it because it's not far enough along that it's going to necessitate standard treatment. Now, why is that not true? Oh, so there's different different larval stages of heartworm. So the the mosquito injects one version called L1, which is larval stage one. That mutates into larval stage two, into larval stage three, and then four is the adult. So the preventative works on larval stage one. And I believe, depending on the preventative, a little bit on L2, L3, L4, dude, that ship sailed. Okay, the preventative is not going to work on those. So they're telling you to test your dog every four months and then give the preventative that they just told you is terrible, but now they're telling you to give it. So whatever. Um, but if you're already at 
larval stage advanced two or three or even four, it's not going to work. So now you have to put your dog through horrible heartworm treatment when you could have just given preventative every month. It, it makes no sense to me. So, yes. Uh, and so let's look at the cost analysis of that. So what is your average heartworm prevention cost per year? If you get a whole year's worth of this stuff, it's about 120 bucks average. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. And smaller dogs are less. Smaller dogs are like 60, 70. Right. So you got a, you got a little Yorkie, a little Chihuahua like you talked about. All right. So $120. I got to calculate. I'm actually calculating this as we speak here. 285 times three, right, because we got to do it every four months, according to this publication, quote-unquote. $855 a year. And you gotta Just be the testing. Assist- Just for the testing, right. Now, when the dog gets heartworm, which he will, or she will, in Florida, anyway, <laughs> um, when, when the cost of treatment is when you when you take into account the X-rays, you know, you, I'm sure you do the updated protocol with the three injections versus the two, right? Oh, does anybody do the two anymore? I thought Steroid. they still lived in caves if they did the two. Right. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, my apologies. I, I should have assumed that you're you're doing it the right way. Um, I believe it or not, I know several that are not. You know, right here in Heartworm USA, right here. So. Really? That's yeah. wow. You know okay. why? You know why? Their answer is because because it works. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but <clears throat> that's a whole other discussion. But you know, it's it's a drawn out process now. You got to treat them with antibiotics. You got to treat them with a steroid. You got to take chest X-rays. You got to then give the expensive injections, which which kind of hurt, by the way. And then you go through all that, and you've spent. Between, depending on the size of the dog, at least in my practice, somewhere between $1,200 and $1,500, right? And the dog has to go through months of rest and no exercise, which right. sucks. Right. And the first step of treatment is, guess what? Heartworm preventative, because heartworm preventative acts as a birth control to the adult worms. So the very thing you're trying to avoid if you're going to treat your dog, you're Treating you with the thing you think you could have just been doing the whole time and not gotten yourself into this pickle. So now you see what this article just like blew our minds because it makes no logical sense, but they tout it as a great way and they're trying to brainwash people to believe this. And it's terrifying because who pays the price? The dog. The dog pays the price. And then we pay a little bit of a mental price because when we see the yeah. cases, a little piece of our soul leaves us, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. All right. And I sometimes injure myself from banging my head against the wall. that's how he sprained his toe (laughs) you know no comment (laughs) I was actually angry at an ice machine that was broken it was a very tough morning my son had lost my keys at a lacrosse tournament so yeah right Oh yeah, I, I knew you straightening your toe had to be a good story there yeah it was a great story Uh, tangent tangent tangent. Um, (laughs) but yeah so, so you said you know it's just frustrating it's frustrating and here's the problem with this. You know, I have no problem with naturally minded people. In fact, a lot of them come to see me because of my integrative background. And even when they reject the Western side of me that does vaccinate, that does recommend heartworm prevention, that does treat the disease and stabilize, that does do surgery, even when they reject these things, I still 
can sit back and say, at least I said my piece and, you know, let them make their own judgment. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't change their hearts and minds on this no matter what. Now I see why, you know, this, you gotta, I mean, this publication is like, it looks legit. (laughs) It's a nice. Oh, it's very well made and it's very convincing and, um, I think it might even be, they claim that it's written by a veterinarian. I don't know. Um, I never seen and, it. I and, there, and there's so, and the thing is, this is just one example of so many other things out there that are quote, you know, veterinary recommended. But if you ask 99% of veterinarians, you're going to be like, what? No, you know, um, but they can always find that one who will for a buck say yes. Actually, interesting tangent. This is a tangent, but it, it goes back. I promise. So, um, I actually had a little side job. Oh, this was about three, four years ago. Uh, I sell blog articles to different publications and stuff like that. And um, anyways, this one guy approached me and he said, hey, I need there's all these products that we just need to say um, you need to look at it and just make sure there's nothing illegal. So it'll be like a uh, like a dog perfume. Read the ingredients and tell me if there's anything toxic to a dog. I'm like, okay. It paid like five bucks per. It took me like one minute to read these ingredient labels and say, yes, this is safe. Okay. So I'm doing, I did it for a couple of days. Like they'd send me about three or four days and I'd be like, okay, you know, um, is this safe? Is this cleaner safe? Or it, it was even toxicology kind of stuff. It was even also like advertising a cat bed, you know, is anything or any of the claims in here illegal? And I would say, no, nothing is illegal. I thought that a lot of it was BS. But it wasn't illegal. Right. So then I said, you know what? Something in my gut just told me to check this out. So I actually found one of the websites of one of the products I had approved. They had my name picture on the website that said Dr. Karen Lewis has approved and recommends this product. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I told you it was not illegal. Right. That is very different from recommending this product. So I think sometimes when veterinarians are, they claim that they are recommending a product. I wonder if they kind of, I got bamboozled. Well, then I immediately called them and said, you are taking my name off all these BS websites who I do not approve these products. I think they're crap, but they're not illegal, which is a question you asked me. And I answered it legally. So it makes you wonder how many other veterinarians have got swindled like I did and don't know to look. It was very weird. Anyway, for a couple of days, my name was on some very shady websites <laughs> claiming that this cat bed was going to cure your cat's arthritis and my smelling face said it would. So anyway, so, so, so I can one up that <laughs> <laughs> many years ago, I was so young and naive. I, it wasn't a product. I actually got called by a publication. Hello, I'm so-and-so. I'm a reporter for blah, 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 blah magazine. And as it turned out, it's one of those like, not us weekly, not quite that credible. Either in touch or star, you know, like one of the Oh the National Enquirer. <laughs> yeah. A lot of anonymous sources on those. Or yeah. a, a source familiar with the star. But, you know, all I heard was hey, a national publication. I was already blogging at that point. So they're like, Yeah, we'll mention your blog, we'll mention your practice. Great. What's the question? Well, we want to ask, is it dangerous to have a dog? In a hot tub. <laughs> a, yeah. Yes, it is. It'll, the fur will clog your filter. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 
And I said, well, I mean, not if it's not heated. Well, no, if it's heated, you know, to, to standard hot tub temperature, 100 degrees or higher, is it dangerous? Said, well, of course it is. Of course it's dangerous. Um, they they can't sweat. Um, they, 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 they would overheat. I don't know the exact amount of time it right. would take because but, the, I can't yeah. say it's ever – I've ever seen a published study on it or whatever, but I will say that I, I wouldn't advise it. It would probably be very uncomfortable for the dog. They're not really built for that. Anyway, I ended up being quoted. It was Mariah Carey was in a hot tub with her little dog holding it out of the water, by the way. It wasn't in the water. Yeah. And I was quoted stating, according to veterinarian Dr. Roger yeah. Welton, this is a very dangerous practice and should never be blah 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 you know they just kind of twisted my didn't twist my oh, words yeah. took him out of context dot a little a lot of phrase dot 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 phrase yeah you know and i just sat there i'm like oh my goodness gracious i just learned a very hard lesson there and thankfully <laughs> no one really read it and no one really knew me that well at that point in my career right so. <laughs> oh my god but yeah see so now like whenever people want to interview me anymore i'm like really <laughs> why <laughs> so yeah i I'm but, only going to do live interviews, like, on camera, <laughs> you know, or you can interview me, that's okay. Yeah, but so anyway, so, the guys, the, the point of these stories is that you might find something online that says a veterinarian recommended, maybe one of us recommended me, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, <laughs> but, uh, or condemned, <laughs> but it might not be real. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe one of us, after this, we're get a bunch of emails, wait a second. so anyway um yeah so just because it says a vet recommends it it's always a good idea to run it by your vet you know um or run it by us email us you can email the email the podcast and we're happy to answer mail and uh and actually if there's any really wild and crazy claims out there i'd kind of like to hear them because like this crazy heartworm preventative one opened my eyes to some of the crap that's out there and uh, learning more of the stuff that alleged veterinarians may or may not be toting, I think is kind of interesting. So yeah. And because you learned about it now, like the 5,000 people that are going to listen to this episode will know about it and hopefully they'll tell others. Can yeah. You believe that 5,000 people an episode. I think you're being way too optimistic. Our mothers don't have that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> the The stats don't lie. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> But but um, here's the other thing, too, though, to your point about, hey, bring it up to your regular veterinarian. I find that a lot of my clients, and, and even with me, and I, I'm the guy in my neighborhood, in my community, that's known to be more open to these sort of things and at least have the discussion and not be judged over it. They're scared to bring it up. They're scared that they're going to be, like, belittled or judged and I, you ever hear this? I get this all the time. Oh, you know what? Not to be that person, but I gotta ask. I heard this, 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 and that about the leptospirosis vaccine. Um, is it what? Well, I don't want to be that person, but you know, I'm just like, it's okay. Settle down. It's okay. You don't have to be. You don't have to worry. Yeah, you heard things. Your clients are awesome. No, mine are like, I am that person. And I'm gonna be a, a jerk about it. <laughs> but. Oh. They exist everywhere, but <laughs> you know. but no, but but it's funny because um, I, there's two kinds of clients. There's the one that, like like you're describing her, like I don't want to be that person. I really don't, but I read this and I don't think it's true, but I wouldn't hear it from you. And then there's the ones who read it, it's gospel, and they want to see if I agree with it or not. And if I don't agree, then I'm wrong. 
Yeah, not, I generally you know. divorce my, myself with those folks. Yeah, because those In a very are like, polite way, of course. Yeah, believe what you want. It, you know what? It's your dog's life, not mine. Go away and die a short death. I don't. I don't know. I can't fix you. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. But the bottom line is, though, in the end, don't be afraid and don't be that person, of course, but ask the question. It's your right to do so. And by the way, you are paying us to do so. You know, you're in the end. And I hate to put it this way. You're my customer. Right. You're paying me for a service. And part of my service is to answer your questions and to do it in a respectful manner. And if you read something, it's not your fault. If you have that crazy friend on the West Coast that feeds their dog wheatgrass and, you know, <laughs> whatever it is that they're going to do. And they, they, you know, he or she is sending you these articles that are telling you that preventative is the devil and you need to read this crazy article. Yes, it might legit, legitimately worry you. Call me and ask me about it and I'll straighten it out. You know, I will tell you exactly what Dr. Karen and I told you tonight. Would you agree? Yeah. And, um, and a lot of my clients do now. And well, having the blog is nice, too, because a lot of them will actually, like, look on my blog and get an answer, you know, without having to to ask me. Um, but a lot of my clients, they'll, they use Facebook message, which is nice because they can even – they'll even, like, sh- uh, share a Facebook thing and say, hey, I saw this. Tag me in it and say, hey, is this real? And it's nice because then I can publicly go on there and say no – and answer that same question to like a hundred people as opposed to having to have a hundred different phone calls, you know? So, um, that's nice. But anyway, yeah. So if you guys have any other, uh, blog topics, um, uh, podcast topics, I can't talk, uh, email us too. If you're finding any other crazy claims on the internet, let us know your, uh, what, what you're finding and, uh, we'll see. Otherwise our next podcast, we'll talk, we'll, Pick a disease or pick maybe dog flu or something and talk about that because that's back in the news. Kill me now. Uh, yes, dog flu. And, it's, and hey, it's gra- I'm in ground zero for it. Good yes. fun. Good fun. So maybe we'll do that next time. That sounds like it might be a good one. Yeah, potentially. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, a couple cases have made it to my county, which um, it's, it's something definitely to be concerned about. But we have a combination of mass hysteria and a combination of Oh, it's BS. I'm not vaccinating for it. And I'm still going to go to the dog park. So, you yeah. know, it and everything in between. So um, it, it you you went through it in the Midwest. It, it's a challenging time, really. Oh, yeah. The you you want to do what's right, but you also don't want to overblow it either. You know, it's, yeah. Well, back to that whole fear thing where fear right. drives people. Well, let me tell you, I'll take this one thing. Then when we'll dog flu tangent, then we'll go. Okay. But <laughs> I got an email from a um the manufacturer of the dog flu vaccine. And the subject of the email was widespread U.S. dog flu outbreak. That was the subject of the email. And I read it, and they tell me that seven dogs in Florida were diagnosed with dog flu. I'm like, that's not widespread. That's not an outbreak. Look up the word outbreak. But anyway, so, and they tell me this. And then at the bottom of the email, they say, and here's our vaccine prices. Uh So please buy it. I'm like, could you be a little bit less blatant in fear-mongering to sell right. vaccine? Right. Really? U.S. widespread dog flu outbreak and it's seven dogs in one state? Like, really? So, anyway, the fact that even the vaccine manufacturer is trying to, like, feed into the hype. And you're exactly right, Dr. Roger. Like, so much of it is hype. How do you tell what's hype and what's real? I mean, some dogs, I think, do need to get the vaccine, the ones that go to dog shows. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. obviously. Dog but, park um, kennels, grooming. 
regular well, yeah, grooming, like, you know. But it's not like it, this isn't like panic time. This isn't Ebola, you know. Right. <laughs> like it's not fatal. Still usually. not one confirmed death yet, and we're far beyond seven at this point. That was yeah. as of like three or four weeks ago. Yeah, but, this was a few weeks ago. But it's still not, you know. I think, as far as I know, and we have a lot of mm-hmm. colleagues talking. I actually had a kennel cough case the other day, you know, and <laughs> of course we're all like. Keep it in the parking lot. Examine it in the parking lot. <laughs> well, cause we have we have a kettle too. The kettle's not it's separate. It's a separate building, but still, apparently, this is contagious from 20 feet away, according according to our version of the CDC. Okay. <laughs> so, um, that's what I did. Examine in the parking lot, and you know the dog didn't have a fever. Lymph nodes were just a little bit enlarged, and I'm like, well, it looks just just like kettle cough, so I'm going to treat it as such. Telling you differently, dog's doing great. So it's obviously not canine influenza, but you know, it's just all the fresh air from the parking lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, anyway, all the nice humid air. It's like constant nebulization. <laughs> Very humid this time of year. <laughs> it's a bad hair day every day. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, good episode, though. And and, and um, thank you. Thank you, uh, unnamed colleague. For <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the topic. I hear she's amazing, by the way. <laughs> she's quite good. She definitely entertains me, that's for sure. <laughs> so, great to connect with you again. Can we try to do this more often, please? We need to. We're pathetic. I know. Well, you're in Scrubs right now. I can see I'm in Scrubs. Obviously, we, we do have other jobs that, that actually make money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours might, but yeah. <laughs> Not as much as I, one would ever think, but, but that's okay. We love what we do. So, uh, so pleasure to connect with you. Like Dr. Karen said, please email us uh, with blog. Uh, I just did what you did with yep. podcast topics that you are interested in. We certainly take your recommendations seriously, and a lot, lots of times, some of our best topics have come from folks asking some really great questions about some really great topics that we think are very relevant. So, good night, everyone, and thanks for listening, guys. Good night, Dr. Karen. <laughs> lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details